It's the Everything 80s Podcast with Franco in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Big Paul Castellano's life last night may very well have been a payoff for getting into such trouble with the feds. I would destroy any man who tries to take what I got. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Everything 80s Podcast. It's me, Franco, your morning DJ from 100.9 K-Hits FM. You can hear us online at BigHitsBigFun.com. Anywhere in the world, if you have Alexa, say, Alexa, play 100.9 K-Hits FM, and you'll get us. And be sure to follow me also on the socials, especially TikTok, where I do the history of music and stream live at night at Franco in the Morning. My partner in podcasting, my my dear friend, <laughs> Sean Morton. <laughs> Hi, sweetie pie. How are you today? I was just telling Sean, now he won't laugh because he never thinks I say anything funny. But I was telling him about how I'm going somewhere I don't want to go with a dear friend of mine. And I'm doing it because of the friendship. And I said and I, and I said to Sean, I go, for instance, like if you wanted me to go somewhere and it was really important to you, maybe in 10 years I'd do it. See, you're silence, right? But it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, uh, that's okay. Uh, all right. So uh, it's the Everything <laughs> 80s podcast. Uh, Sean uh, is a comedian. I met him through comedy. Uh, and he does uh, he headlines for our comedy company Franco's Comedy for Your Cause. Be sure to you know check that out comedyforyourcause.com. Uh, and that's where Sean and I met. And he does podcast. Sean, what's your podcast? Let's promote you. It is called Who's Your Band? So mm-hmm. it's basically me and my co-host Jeffrey Paul, another uh, stand-up comic from mm-hmm. this area. And we try and get musicians and actors and comics on there, and we try and talk to them about their favorite music. Ninety-nine uh, percent of the time, we go. 58 minutes not talking about music and mm-hmm. then the last two were like who's your favorite band and then we talk about <laughs> that and then we wrap up the show I remember because you had me in the wings backstage as they call it on um, on Zoom for like 15 minutes and I just started talking yeah yeah no, it's, it's fun it's a lot of fun and, yeah uh, we're getting great we're getting great great feedback from it we're you know we're doing good, it almost three over three years now it's very good yeah all right so um with it being the everything 80s podcast and you know we're a radio station we normally talk music obviously uh but we do everything from true crime to comedy so sean being a comedian and uh and myself, as far as uh, somebody who was a big fan of comedy when the comedy explosion happened in the 80s you're too young for that um well, let's talk comedy so where do you want to begin well, I'm really not too young for it because the, here's the thing. I actually used to watch so much stand-up comedy in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I guess it kind of just uh, earwormed into my brain for later on in life to actually try it. But uh, I, as much music as I used to listen to, I would watch as much comedy on M- on MTV mm-hmm. for half-hour comedy hour. Yep. And uh, evening at the improv. Remote Control. ADD. Remote Control was funny. Oh, it was a great show. Yeah. It launched, it launched Sandler and Colin Quinn and... You know, just an amazing. Was Sandler show. on that before SNL? Yeah, right. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, that that's right. First, that was his first, uh, his first gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Danger Boy or something on there, or what was it? Stud Boy. Stud Boy. <laughs> the, the Stud Boy, which is great because he's yeah. into that goofy character stuff. But, yeah, and you know, uh, he's the most loved person in Hollywood. You know, bar none, he really is. I, I mean, I would have to agree with that. He, he takes care of his friends. You know, and it's funny because you talk about the most hated person in Hollywood, and that's got to be uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, I would tend to be, uh, if not if, but when I make it big, I would definitely be more Chevy Chase than Adam Sandler. Oh, I know you would. I would not yeah, write I would any. I wouldn't get everybody. anywhere. I wouldn't get anywhere near your coattails. 
you would never you'd never hear from me again. I, I know that. Kim. I would talk to Kim. Oh, I appreciate I would, my wife, him. Yeah, yeah. I would never you'd never hear from me again. Yeah. I'd have new friends. Like my friends would be calling me, Hey, can I go for a barbecue? No, sorry, Brad and uh Brad Pitt's coming over with his new girl. Yeah, nah, but I, see I that's not gonna happen. Brad. I've seen your act. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh I, I think the uh the, the 80s comedy scene is never going to be touched ever again. No, it's because that was the explosion. I, I occasionally hear Bill Maher talk about it, you know, because everybody, the comedy clubs came up everywhere during the 80s. And the big thing was to get, of course, on Carson. You got right, on Carson, exactly. you got on Carson, and it was a home run if you got the thumbs up, you know. I think the I think the biggest contribution besides having comedians that are, you know, a lot of them still working to this day is the crossover to television hmm. from stand-up. Uh, if you look at the, some of the biggest 80s stand-ups, um, you have people like Tim Allen, uh, Roseanne, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Bill Cosby, even though he was bigger in the 60s and 70s still. but Right. Um, well, uh, Seinfeld got his show in 89, so... so well, yeah, you know, but he rose, yeah, he rose in the 80s, yeah. Right. Uh, Paul Reiser. Uh, Whatever yeah. happened to him and. They redid Man About You, and they realized it was horrible. And yeah, he decided to go back into his hole. You That's know what? what he did. I want to tell you, talking about the '80s. I recently, it was recently, it was a couple of years ago, so it wasn't recent. But I was in the YouTube vortex. Michael Keaton was a good stand-up. I have heard that. Actually. He, you yeah, should go see. That. He was a good stand-up. I would definitely look at that. I'm kind of yeah. a Michael Keaton fan because he is the only Batman. And it's, let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, bar none. Bar none. Uh, let's get it out of the way. Uh, and it's so funny to see the outfits. Cause I dressed like that in the you know the pants and the white jacket and the, you know the Don Johnson thing. Well, let me explain something to you. When you're a uh, very chubby uh, twelve and thirteen year old boy, yeah. um, you don't really fit into a lot of normal twelve and thirteen year old boy clothes. So right. you, have to go to, you have to go to Chess King. Do you remember Chess King? <laughs> no, but for me, because I, for me it was Sears, and uh, oh, and I'd be with my yeah, and I exactly I'd be with my mother, and I'd be over here uh, a little bit away, and then you know the cute girls from school would be there, and I'd hear Frankie, come down here to the Husky section. I found some pants. Oh yeah. And oh, I'd yeah. look at Cindy and Sandy and, you know, whoever they were. I still know who they are. I'm, I'm friends with them on Facebook. All right? Right. Uh, and I'd be like, oh, my God. And I have to do the walk of shame <laughs> and get, put on the husky pants. So, yes, uh, I did experience that. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. But no. I think some of the uh, most successful comedians of all time, too, came out of the 80s. I mean, you can obviously make a point that Eddie Murphy is probably the yeah. third most successful comic of all time behind Carlin and Pryor and think about it only had two comedy specials are you talking money or I think notoriety I think fame uh, I think he's the second uh, the third biggest comic of all time you do wow yeah I really do because I think that Delirious and Raw completely oh Delirious changed. was unbelievable Delirious was it, a life changer game changer it, it changed everything it now that's a fire <laughs> oh, I can do that line for line <laughs> since I'm nine years old ice cream man <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he great. was. You know what? I'm gonna. I don't. I yeah, prior. Hmm. I'd have to really think. That, um, you know, Carl yeah, is the goat. Carl is the goat. We'll start there. Yeah, I, it's it's one. It's coin flip either day. You know, but uh, if you look at today's comedy, when you have like these like deeper intellectual comics, like uh, you know, like a Mark Maron or a Bill Burr, who kind of go deep, they wouldn't be here without Bill Hicks. 
and Bill Hicks was a, a huge staple in the 80s. Well, how he, about... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, he was a big staple in the 80s and really blossomed in the 90s. Now, was Dennis Miller 90s or 80s? Because Dennis Miller, I, I would wait like two minutes and then laugh at what he said. It was so smart, his comedy. I, I think he's towards the end he's, of the 80s. Yeah, he's more 90s, 90s. But boy, wasn't his comedy smart? He's just very dry. It's that dry See, approach. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Stephen Wright, another one from your area, right. who I feel is one of the most grossly underrated comedians of all time. You know I love Mitch Hedberg. Had Mitch Hedberg not died, he would have been huge. Huge. Been a monster. Monster. Be here. Oh, he was 90s though, right? He, was, he wasn't 80s. Who? Stephen Wright? Uh, Hedberg. Hedberg was in the 90s. 90s, yeah. 90s, yeah 2000s, but 2000s, yeah. Man, he if, wouldn't uh, be here without, without Stephen Wright. That's right, but I mean, that happens in a lot of cases. He's a dark Stephen Wright, just like the guy we were just talking about, Anthony Jekyllnick or whatever it is. Jekyllnick. Yeah, he, if it wasn't for Mitch, I mean, he does that like very dark one-liner type stuff. And to think about it, like I'm a storyteller comic. A lot of the comics that you hire are storyteller comics. This yeah, guy was I do, a yeah. one-liner comic, but yeah. did two hours of one-liners. Yeah. You know, I, I bought batteries, but they weren't included. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh yeah, Stephen genius. Wright. Yeah, yeah, Stephen yeah, Wright. It's a yeah, genius line. I had him. Uh, my wife and I at the time. Uh, I had a concert promotion company, uh, very successful. I brought uh, Stephen Wright into town at the Coast Guard, and it cost us two thousand dollars a ticket to watch him because we lost four grand on the show. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a tough one. I, I think the problem was, you know, I was new at doing concerts, and you know, I did a lot of the big shows at the sub base. I've told yeah. you about that, but this was, I didn't, you know, I was too new at it to realize he was getting played a lot in the area. He was at the Guard, he was at Foxwoods, you know. Um, but uh, I heard a really good story about Mitch Hedberg because the way he was on stage, he was in real life. And I forget who was telling this story, but they went to a hotel, and he didn't have any credit cards. He was making bank. He had cash, right? So he goes to check into the hotel, and the clerk says, well, you need a credit card. And he goes, well, I have this. And he takes out a pile of money. The guy telling the story tells it way better. And he goes, but I, and he actually sounded like it. So he takes out all the cash. He goes, but I have this. And the clerk, and the clerk said, well, you still need a credit card. He's like... But this represents a credit card, <laughs> you know. And then that's he true. and then he said, right off the top, I said he said he said that's like booking a Frank Sinatra impersonator, and Frank Sinatra comes in, and you go, no, we already have the other one, right? Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like not taking the cash. Uh, I love Escal I love Mitch Escalator Hebert. escalators never break; they just become stairs. Oh, you're gonna do a bunch of one hit uh, one liners? Oh my God! It, but again, from a comic standpoint, when I see how much it takes to get one joke off the ground, how much how you write it, you rewrite it, you work it, you keep trying it, you see how the crowd reacts. I mean, it could take a year for yeah. a joke to really blossom, and for this guy to write an hour of two two hours of one liners, it's unbelievable. Year, and then the way he drops. Drops them, you know. It's like uh, oh the way he delivers it. It's like you know, just brilliant. Oh, just I, brilliant. Like you know, why do you park in the driveway and drive on a, whatever it is? Drive, you know, driving a park. Yeah, park, park in the driveway. driveway. <laughs> and he got he's got this one joke where he talks about uh, he, you know, he he got a phone and then you know, something about his calendar was missing something. And then you might remember the joke, but and then he's like. Uh, he missed a date, a uh, lunch date with his friend because his calendar, you know, was bro was missing something. And he goes, why didn't you call him? He's like, my phone doesn't have any sevens. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I think uh, I think before we wrap it, I think you have to mention. I think the two biggest comics of the '80s by far, and they were just they transcended comedy and they became huge pop culture icons. Is uh, Robin Williams has got to be one, right? Absolutely not, no, because Robin was more of a an actor in the '80s. He was more of a stand-up in the very late '70s, early '80s. Yeah, but I mean, everybody in the and, and it was like late '70s, early '80s when uh, well, Mark and Mindy was '70s, right? End of the '70s, yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, but still. You know, uh, I, David Letterman told a story about how Jay Leno was always the best stand-up, you know. And, they, and Letterman would always mind his own business, stay in the back. Um, and then all of a sudden, this guy came in, he said, with suspenders. <laughs> and yeah. blew away the room. And he was there every week. And Letterman was like, we didn't even talk about it. It was just like, it was unbelievable. He goes, then a couple weeks later, you got a TV show. I'm like, okay, well, that never happened. <laughs> well, he was also really known for hiring other comics all across the country to go mm. to comedy shows, sit in the back of the room, take notes of the best jokes, and send it to him, too. Uh, who? Uh, Robin Williams? Robin Williams. Yeah, well, he's yes, a, it, 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 people don't like when I say this, but he is a certified joke thief, Robin Williams. Oh, 100%. 100%, 100%. joke thief, yeah. 100%. And I don't but, know if uh, a lot of that's just a got in his head and he didn't know it was there and he was storing it there, but I, I read a story where he, he paid a young comic in Los Angeles, he paid his rent because he stole his jokes for like a year. Wow. Yeah. All right, so if I, it's not Robin Williams, who was number one, Sam Kennison? Uh, Sam Kinison, I believe, was, was a Go where the food is! Right, exactly. But, like, he he, he kind of brought together uh, the comedy and the rock and roll kind of vibe, too, because he wanted to be a musician his entire life. What about, and, okay. And then I would say Andrew Dice Clay, without question. Yeah. He just, he changed the game of comedy. Little boy blue, he needed the money. Oh, you don't want me getting started with Andrew Dice Clay? No, 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 that's as far as we're yeah. going. We're only doing a double exactly. entendre, yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'll tell you what, um, it's not a dirty bit, but I want you to look up his 42 long bit. I think it's the funniest thing he's ever done. Andrew Desclay? He, try, he tries to buy a suit in, in a 42 long. Okay. I'm going to look it up because you know I'm going to. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and Dice today, Dice was so good at his gimmick that he became the gimmick. Right, and he's like a parody of himself now. Like he, he's he's huge on TikTok where he does these videos where it's it's you know, obviously it's staged, but no one knows who he is. Like he'll walk up to a couple in a restaurant and go, "Hey, it's Andrew Dice Clay," and they'll be like, "Who?" Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and he does it walking down the streets of New York and all that. Uh, but Sam Kennison, <laughs> Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> What's that bit he did? I think he was on Carson when he goes, "Are you married?" And the guy's like, uh, "I'm getting married." He goes, "Okay, this is what marriage is like," and he gets right in his face and screams for like thirty seconds. Yep. that's marriage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's he died. Great, he was clean guy. too. He wasn't on drugs anymore when he died in that car crash, right? No, that was yeah. the sad part. It was right after that he got married. Part. He was so funny. Oh, you know, brilliant. And he's um, brilliant. What about Comic Relief? That was 90s, right? That was in the 90s. Yeah, right? it was in the 90s. But I saw Robin Williams at Foxwoods. And, Sean, I'm, I'm here to tell you that I never laughed from, other than you, from start to finish. I literally felt like I had done 2,000 sit-ups. I couldn't even get out of my chair. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's, unbelievable. Hard find, I'd, it's hard to find those comics. I'd never anymore. seen anything. There'll never, ever, ever be anything like it. You know, how versatile. He, he he could do Mrs. Doubtfire, and, and then he could also... How about that weird movie uh, with the film? One-hour one, one photo. That was, on, that was just bizarre. That's, that's my favorite movie of his besides... Well, my favorite movie of his is Popeye. 
uh-huh. but uh, <laughs> one hour photo is right behind it. He was dark and creepy and maniacal, you, and it was completely different than anything he ever did. Did you ever see Louis, you're getting off 80s now, but did you ever see Louis C.K. Uh, talk about um, Goodwill Hunting? Oh, yeah, that's oh, the, a great bit, too. That whole bit where he goes, I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's a great... Well, I, I, I saw it because you actually just... Oh, I sent it, it to you, right? I always I send yes. you a clip once in a while. Um, yes, actually, about four or five a day. No, I can't. Uh, kind of why you're a chick, but... I'm a chick. Anyhow, a little bit. It's okay. Hairy chick, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm a hairy chick. All right, you are well, Italian. You are Italian. So I want okay. to give a shout out to Stu Bob from TikTok because I know uh, Stu Bob enjoys the podcast, and uh, he did compliment you last week. He said that, that uh, Sean's knowledge of uh, Weird Al was unreal, and he enjoyed the podcast tremendously. Well, Stu, you're 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 a gentleman and a scholar, and you have great taste in the in the in the host of these podcasts. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we're powered by Prime 82 Restaurant, by the way, so be sure to stop in there and check them out. Uh, Sean, thanks a bunch. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Next week. Later. Later.